Hello, and welcome to the show. We are your hosts. I'm Sophie Lee. And I'm Lindsay Jones. Here on When in Doubt Pick C, every episode, we pose a multiple choice question and try to answer it by the end of the episode. Then you guys can go answer it via poll on Twitter at Pixie Podcast, and we'll have a nice little discussion. So, Lindsay, what's the question this week? The question this week, Sophie, is what's the best way to pay someone? Like, we were thinking specifically, like, if a friend picks up a bill and you want to pay them back, what's the best way to pay someone back? Right. Monetarily. Right. So, uh, Lindsay and I are, you know, we're millennials. We are financially precarious, non-cash carrying <laughs> individuals. Uh, we do gr- group transactions all the time, especially since we were former roommates. So we, we, you know, people would pick up groceries, pay bills, you know, go out to eat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just one transaction is just a lot easier. Right. Yes. And then, uh, and also just, this is in addition to kind of pop culture and history, we're also interested in the choices and actions that we take in our everyday lives. So we, that's why we are posing this question and putting it out to all of you guys today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. A lifestyle episode. Yep. So what's the best way to repay people when they pick up your bill? What are our options? The options are A, cash. Uh Uh-huh. Cold hard cash. Yes. B, paper transfer, like a check or a money order. Mm -hmm. C, electronic transfer, like wiring people money Mm -hmm. or using a bank transfer. Right. Or D, mobile transfer, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, etc. Yes. You'll notice that we don't have things like barter system, you know, pick up the bill next time because we're looking specifically about how to pay people using money. Yes. (laughs) You know, which method of paying money is the, uh, is the best. Yeah. So what kind of criteria are we looking at, Sophie? So we're looking at things like, you know, how many people use it. We couldn't find any specific, like, usage numbers, but just, you know, like, judging on relative popularity, right? Or if not a lot of people use it, how easy is it to transfer money to people who don't use it, to non-users, people who don't have an account with whatever service we're going to be talking about? Um, also really important is how secure is it? Right. And also mm-hmm. super duper important for people like us, you know, us young, agile, fast people is how fast is it? <laughs> because I need my money and I need it now. How dare you? <laughs> All right. So the first option that we have is cash. Lindsay, what do you think? So basically, I feel like cash is the most classic. It's obviously been around the longest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess checks are up there, but you know, yeah. yeah. It's it's also the fastest way to pay someone back in that, you know, it's quite literally, it's a physical transaction. Right. You don't have to go through any third parties. You just take the cash out of your wallet and give it to them to put into their wallet and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so it's definitely, it, it scores highly on our fast criteria. Yeah. And it's secure in one way in that, you know, with some of the other options, as we'll get into later, you know, like it's easy for things to go wrong. Maybe you don't know how much money you have in your PayPal, so you can't actually pay them back through that method, Mm -hmm. or you'll bounce your check, et cetera, et cetera. But cash, it's like, okay, there it is. Yep. Because it's physical, it's more reliable and more secure. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, it is easily accessible in that, you know, when you pay for groceries, you can do cash back. Mm -hmm. There's ATMs everywhere. Most everybody takes cash. Like, it's pretty chill. Yeah. I guess the only security issue is those ATMs that have, um, like, card readers. Oh, well, that's true. 
not the normal card readers, but the extra card readers, the illegal ones that are stealing your debit card information. Yep. Sucks. So I guess it's like, that's mm-hmm. the only security risk of cash, I guess. Well, and people stealing your wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, my main issue with cash, actually, is just like, there's, is the fact that it doesn't have like an automatic like receipt or an automatic like documentation, right? Unlike say mm-hmm. like- a, For budgeting purposes? It, well, yeah, for budgeting purposes, for I paid you back, but you don't remember purposes, just for like making sure that the money changed hands and that- both parties remember that it changed hands and can't say that, oh, you didn't pay me back when I did, right? Well, if you're – if they're that kind of person, I don't think you're close enough to be, you know, splitting major bills anyway, That's right? That's true. But yeah, but it just – I mean, it just happens sometimes, you know. It, that is true. Everybody's human. People forget things. You pull that on me one time, I'm paying for everything and you're paying me back after that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess another thing is that it's just like, I mean, again, cash is like, it's pretty untraceable. So it's like, um, if you, again, if you kind of entrust your cash to a middleman, there's no way to like ensure that it reaches the other person. So that's also a thing where it's like, again, if it goes from your hand to the hand of the person that it's supposed to go to secure instant, but again, there's no records or anything like that, which is, of course, why, you know, like in the movies, there's always like the dude with a suitcase full of cash because cash is untraceable. So, yes, yes, a big aluminum suitcase. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing about money is like, I don't know about you, but I don't memorize my serial numbers. So like you said, there's kind of no way to verify it. Yep. I mean, that's all I have to say about cash. What about you? Uh, Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to ask you, it's like how not how much cash do you keep on you? I don't want you to get mugged or anything, but mm-hmm. like in your life, how much do you use cash? Um, I used to use cash quite a lot. Like circa when? Like before I had a credit card. So like yeah. before the age of 18. And yeah. then now I don't do that. I just carry plastic. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just carry plastic. So it's just like these days I normally walk around with an average about $2 in my wallet. Mm-hmm. Because, because I never remember, like, because I never remember that there's $2 in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like even mostly I use my credit card because I want to build that credit score. But yeah, exactly when I don't, it's like I just use my debit card because it's it's basically the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Although some places do only take cash, so uh-huh. that's always a shock. Uh-huh. I just went to Fa Lianhua in Oklahoma City for the first time. Oh my god, I love that place. And it's cash only. Mm-hmm. Except I went I went with our with a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. and I. What, like I was spaced out and she was telling me it's cash only. Do you have cash? I don't have any cash. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I totally have cash. Got out a credit card, tried to hand it to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. And he just looked at me like I was a fool and I should leave his establishment. And then I got cash out and gave it to him. The worst thing is when you have like a cash only establishment, but then like they don't have an ATM. So then yes. you're just like, then you're just SOL, like the worst. Yeah. Can I barter? Can I work in your kitchen for an, an hour? And the even worse is when like you've already made the tr- like they've already given you food or whatever and then you're just like ah exactly like you can't back out i usually carry like some cash but you like i have like a 20 a 5 and two ones or something you know mm-hmm. like a medium amount yeah like i said i'm lucky if i i'm lucky i'm lucky if i can find a 5 dollar bill in my wallet on any given day so like my i have a change purse and mm-hmm. it's bone empty like nothing that's me i bought it because when i was living abroad mm-hmm. 
I did use cash for different things and I, mm-hmm. so I got change a lot. So I would just keep the change so I could use the coins for like water bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got back to the U.S. and I emptied that, you know, mm-hmm. so I could exchange them or show them to children or whatever. Uh-huh. That sounds creepy. My mom is an elementary school teacher. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> that side note. Anyway, I emptied it out. So I just have my coin purse in my actual purse and it's just constantly empty. I'm Aww. like, why do I even have this? Yeah, that's a little sad. It's hungry. I know. It's hungry and I cannot feed it because I don't use cash ever. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on, shall we? Sure. Okay. Option B that we have is paper transfer. So this is kind of just the umbrella category for things like checks or uh, money orders or cashier's checks, right? Mm -hmm. So, Lindsay, what do you think about these? Do you use checks? Uh, You know what? I use e-checks. So I don't know where you want that. Yeah, that's valid. It's it's different from a bank transfer. Yeah, like in the context of this episode, is it an electronic transfer or is it a paper transfer? It's like a bastard child. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I used an e-check to pay my rent last month. Cute. <laughs> but I've never had a physical checkbook. So yeah, I don't really use them. I do carry a physical checkbook. So, um, so personally for me, I mean, I like checks again, because like a lot of like formal transactions, right? So I mean, Mm -hmm. not that I make a whole lot of of, informal black market transactions in the first place. But uh, formal transactions, (laughs) like at banks or at like, you know, paying the rent, there's a couple drawbacks, which is that in order to like have a physical checkbook, you either have to like pay your bank, right? Which like normally they'll they'll like upcharge you a lot. <laughs> for a checkbook. So yes, either they'll they'll probably upcharge you. Okay. Right. Or if you want to do it through a third-party seller, you can get them for quite cheap, but a lot of times you'll have to fork over your personal information, like your name, your address, your routing numbers and that kind of stuff. So like that's some people are not comfy with doing that. Sure. Right. Um you have to another thing that's like I've also had friends pay me back with check for like big transactions. Right. Sure. Um, and so that's and that's one thing, which is that like for big transactions or little ones, it's like normally there's no fee that's associated with a check. So that's good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Normally it's just because it's just a straight up kind of promissory note transfer kind of deal. Um, it is it can be kind of slow. Again, just kind of depends on the person. So for me, like whenever I get checks in the mail for like birthdays or whatever, I, it takes me like a month to deposit them. Right. So in that way, it's slow because you have to write out the check and they have to give it to the person or pass it to somebody who will pass it to the person that's supposed to get the check. And then they have to cash the check, right? Yes. Or they or or deposit the check and then the amount of money. And then it, like, it, it'll take like – sometimes it can take up to a couple of days before the money transfers from your account to their account, right? Yes, that is true. So like you could like send a check off into the ether and not have your, it stuff reflecting your balance for like – months afterwards so like Mm -hmm. which is can be a problem if you are you know somebody who runs a low bank balance all the time and then your checks might bounce because you're trying to you know pay pay the bills and take care of yourself while also waiting for these checks to get processed by people so that can be a little annoying yeah Mm -hmm. you're right Mm -hmm. but you know a benefit of uh, a check or i guess this kind of paper transfer Mm -hmm. i mean mostly a check whatever the benefit of a check is, like you said about cash, there's no record of it. Mm-hmm. And of, and uh, the big part about checks is that you write in the back exactly, you know, what checks you're writing to whom. That's true. So my parents keep a housekeeper uh-huh. to clean their house for them. Mm-hmm. 
And so she's older. She's not tech. She doesn't have a smartphone. You know, she doesn't have regular internet access. Mm -hmm. So they can either pay her by check or by cash. Yeah. And if they pay her by cash, they're going to forget how much they paid her, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they use check. Yeah, that's true. Just, you know, keeps it all tidy. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that's with like checks and money or, or with paper transfers in general is that like normally it's because it's a piece of paper as opposed to like up um like money mm-hmm. either. So it's like which normally means it's decently secure because because um, like it's really hard to issue like a fraudulent like, you know, like, well, let me restart that <laughs> thought. Um, it's like it's hard to steal a check or money order or a cashier's check. Right. Like that is true. It's like if, especially if you, un- I mean, unless you give somebody a blank check, but normally if you fill out the entire check or the money order or the cash, whatever, then it locks the money amount and it, and it limits the people, the number of people who could cash it and get money from it. So that's like a benefit. And that's the whole. It's kind of a double blind, right? Isn't that the whole point? You write in numerals the amount the check is for, and you write it in letters because someone can really easily add on numerals to your checks, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so, I mean, it was built to be more secure, I suppose. Yeah. The whole system. Yeah. Um, the one problem with paper checks with or just checks is that, they again, they can bounce, you know, yeah. so, like, it, the money's not 100% guaranteed. But with, like, say, like, a money order, which is kind of the sort of the second subcategory of this option, is money orders are prepaid, so they are more secure in that way, which is that if you have a money order in your hand, you know that it will produce money. As opposed to a check. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a money order before? I did. I put a deposit down on the apartment I last rented with a money order. Mm-hmm. Me too. That was that was my last place. Or sorry, the place that I'm living in now. Excuse me. They also required a money order deposit. And I think a lot of people do just because, like, again, checks can bounce. So, like, just to yeah. be sure they want the first month's rent in money order, like, in, like, a form of that's a little bit more secure than a check. But it's weird, too, because, like, this place here specifically said no cash, mm-hmm. only money order. And I'm like, well, why are you mad at cash? Maybe because it's untraceable? Maybe. Yeah, maybe they want an account on record. They don't want to, like, rent to people without a bank account. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's possible. I mean, it's like maybe because it's also possible, you know, like, if you pay somebody thing with cash, then it's it's really easy to embezzle that money. So maybe that's why. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's capitalism and they don't trust their employees. Who knows? It's possible. It's a variety of reasons. Um, so money orders, I guess. Uh, do you want to go into how you get a money order? Because for me, until I had to pay rent, that first month's rent, I did not know the first thing about getting a money order. I, I knew I could get it at a bank, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, you know, a lot of grocery stores have it, sometimes mm-hmm. convenience stores. Right. And um, payday loan stores, quick cash stores, obviously, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the big shocker to me is the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, you know has has um, accessibility to place money orders or cashier's checks. Yeah, U.S. Postal Service or like Western Union or something places like that. Again, you kind of have to. I would call ahead, but it's it's yeah. Like there's a lot of places where it's either going to be a money order or a cashier's checks. Yeah. Sometimes you have to specify both because they'll be like, oh, we don't do money orders, and then you're like, you call back, and then you're like, wait, but you do cashier's checks, and they're like, yeah, we do. So. I'm not speaking from experience at all. It was actually a cashier's check that I used to pay my deposit that one time. But I mean, it's like the same same thing. Same, 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 same. Oh, you know, I have a little anecdote about a money order. Go ahead. Not really, really, but like 
My grandma was the victim of a scam, Mm -hmm. which is the classic one. You call older people and you claim to be their granddaughter or grandson. Mm -hmm. And you say, you need money right now. Don't question it. Just send it to here. And it's a money order. And you, you know, you can't rescind it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it is prepaid. So it doesn't bounce. And that's that, you know, and then you just lose $1,000 or $2,000 or $500 or whatever you can afford to send your poor grandchild who's in such Mm -hmm. trouble. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, like just in terms of security, right? Which is Mm -hmm. that with checks, then it's like, I mean, if you accidentally wrote a check, you can void it. Right. Yeah. Or um, or you can like you a lot of banks nowadays, they'll have a thing where they can they'll stop the transfer. Right. Yeah. And, like if you realize like if you lose your checkbook or something like that or if you just write a check that like you didn't mean to write or somebody wrote a check out of your checkbook, mm-hmm. you know, then you can just say, oh, you know, I didn't write this check, didn't mean to write this check. It's like a credit card transaction. Right. You can just void it. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that with a money order. So that's both a good and a bad thing. It's kind of a double edged sword, depending on your intentions. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, and yeah, I mean, money orders, it's a little harder to to scam. Uh, like most money order scams, they involve tricking you into issuing a legitimate money order as opposed to making a fake money order. Right. Which is like my grandma. Mm-hmm. Or um, and also, again, kind of one of those things that's kind of cool, which is that unlike with a check, then you don't have to disclose your personal info. Right. Mm-hmm. Ad- address routing numbers. A lot of times those... Like, you don't have to disclose those to get one. So that's yeah. nice. Yep. So in a way, more convenient than a check in that sense. Right. I will say that the problem with money orders um, is that, like, a lot of times there's fees. Yeah. Right? With money orders and cashier's checks. And those a lot of times are in double-digit dollar amounts. So it so if you're, like, paying somebody back for just picking up a bill on something that's not major, so, like, not a water bill or a grocery or rent or something like that. Yeah, you, like, if someone bought you dinner, probably you don't want to pay it back via money order. Right. Check, maybe. Money order, probably not worth it. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. So is that pretty much all we have to say about checks? I think so. Okay. So the next option is electronic transfer. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically what we mean by this is what well, we're going to talk about – there's most transfers these days happen electronically because you know we're we're living in 2k 2k19 um wow smooth shush (laughs) but so like we have so in this category we're going to talk about wires and we're going to talk about bank transfers and then our last kind of option is app based slash mobile transfer so that's kind of its own thing because it's so brave new world so young people Mm -hmm. so even though they are technically electronic transfers we will not be discussing them for option c Yep. So wires. So like, again, until I was researching this episode, I was like, what the heck is a wire? (laughs) Right? How did you pay for study abroad? Didn't we have to wire money? I thought it was just electronic, like transfer over. You know, I, yes, I, I, yes, we did. We did have to wire money now that I'm thinking about it. But it just, again, it just, because I did it through my bank. So it just was treated like an electronic transfer. So I was just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Same. Right. So basically a wire is done through a bank-to-bank transfer network. So, like, they have these names that you probably or mostly never heard of, like Fedwire, but then Western Union is one that people have heard of a lot. Yes. Basically, you instruct, you tell your bank to pull money from your account and transfer it to the recipient's bank, right? Or Mm -hmm. in the case of Western Union, then you put in money at one Western Union and it comes out of another Western Union that's physically closer to whoever you're trying to send it to. So, yeah. So, Lindsay, what do you think about wires? Well... So basically, 
it's kind of it kind of runs into the same thing as a money order, which is mm-hmm. that it costs kind of there's fees, mm-hmm. and it is like a double digit fee, mm-hmm. depending on whether it's domestic or international. Right. So again, it's like if you're paying a large amount, maybe you can wire, but probably not the best. Yeah. For smaller amounts. Yes. You know. Yeah. There is that. And then, you know, maybe you need to go in person to the bank. So that's not that convenient when you're trying to do something electronically. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't even know where the closest Western Union to me is, but I'm sure I'm sure it's nearby. Yeah. But I think, yeah, people mostly use this stuff for like, you know, home purchases, (laughs) like buying a house. Yeah. People like you and me, I don't know about you, but yeah, the only time I've used a wire, like an elect- a wire, I guess, mm-hmm. is because I was paying a university in another country yes. when I was studying abroad. So because it was international, I needed to do it through a wire. Right, right. Same here. But otherwise, like I really, I don't know, I haven't used it much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it is it is a pretty secure route for, the, that's why it's used for such big purchases, right? Right, yeah. You know, like... There, it is, um, it's more like a money transfer in that, like, you just pay what you have. You can't bounce a wire. Right. It's impossible. Right. You can't promise money that you don't have. And it's, it's bank to bank. So it's very secure in that sense too. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's no such, it's like, it's really hard for anonymity. Although again, if you do go like, like kind of with Western Union or kind of one of the more retail commercial wiring services, then it's like anybody who has a fake ID can claim the cash. Right. That That is true. Yeah. So it's just like that's why you get all these emails in your spam box where it's like somebody's pretending to be your like relative or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, I got I was on vacation in Bali and I got mugged. Like, please wire money, you know, to my friend. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, yeah, no, that's not how that. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about it. (laughs) Yep. Um. So for those of us who, you know, for those of us who are couch potatoes and don't want to leave the house or put on real pants, we do luckily have another option. Excellent. Tell me about it. Bank transfers. So most banks these days, like they have the capability of transferring money to another account at the same bank or at another bank, normally within the same country. And you can just do it over the internet. Again, Mm -hmm. no need to put on real pants. Thank God. You know, you normally do need bank accounts at both ends. So like... Like if I wanted to pay you back for something or I wanted to pay you for whatever reason, like say like you did some service and so I can pay you via just transfer money into your bank account, right? So normally, you know, you have to have a bank account um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be at the same bank. It just kind of depends on the size of the bank. But like with big national banks like Bank of America or Chase or whatever, then like normally you can transfer to somewhere else, Mm -hmm. which is convenient. You know, I have used one of these before, mm-hmm. and I don't remember if I was giving or receiving the money. Mm-hmm. It was with, I don't even remember what, like, the money was for. Mm-hmm. It was with a former roommate, so it wasn't anything shady, but I have no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember we ran into trouble because we banked at different banks, and the system, I don't know, like, it just didn't really work well. We eventually just had to cancel the transfer and just use a different method. Rip. Yeah. if You know, I'm sure it would have been better if we both banked at the same bank, but we did not. Yeah. I have used this. I use this a lot, actually, but normally with the same within the same bank, right? Because I bank with Bank of America. Sure. So, um, I like there's other people who bank with who bank with B- BOA, or as one of our roommates used to say, BOFA. Um, <sighs> so like she had a BOFA account, so I would tra- like you know we would transfer money back and forth all the time for, um, just because it was a little bit more secure than say like Venmo, right? Yeah. Um, 
I also transfer money back and forth with my mom all the time. Like we do all sorts of stuff like car payments, insurance, all of this stuff. Like it's, you know, or she'll, or like for my birthday, then she'll just transfer me a hundred bucks and call it good. Right. So it's just, so yeah. So I use this one a lot. And how do you find it as far as the fees? Um, so within a lot of, a lot of these banks, again, I I think it's kind of the bigger the bank than the lower the fees. So like with banking, with transferring money within my own bank, a bank of America, then it's like, it doesn't really cost that much. Like it costs, or sorry, it doesn't, it's free, right? Within bank of America to transfer money outside to a different bank. Like say, if I wanted to transfer to my like savings account, um, which is at a different bank, then it would cost me like three bucks. So like considerably lower than the like 15 to 20 bucks that it would cost me to issue a money order or to like do like a like a domestic wire or something like that Mm -hmm. right although domestic wires tend to be more expensive than that but i'm giving a ballpark amount (laughs) yes right and what about the security of a bank transfer um i think it's like it's the security of a bank transfer is as secure or as not secure as your bank is so like if your bank has had issues with security in the past then you're probably might not want to do that but but also why are you banking there um Mm -hmm. but then it's like if your bank is pretty secure then it's just like yeah like then i mean it's a pretty secure transaction i mean normally you need like for banking for transferring either within or outside of your bank then normally you do need a uh account number right normally a name and an account number so yeah that has to that like that has to be careful. It is really easy. It can be really easy to mess up in that if you type in the wrong account number, right? Oh, yeah. It can be hard to get your money back if you accidentally send the money to somebody else, right? Like mm-hmm. if you type in the wrong account number and that account happens to exist, then you just sent money to the wrong person. So that's that can be a bit of a risk. Sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Better send someone $2 and then ask if they got it and then send them the real transfer. Yeah, basically. I mean, and that's actually something I've actually done that exact same thing. I'll I'll send like 50 cents or something like that just to make sure. Oh, nice. Do you feel like we've covered that one good? Well? Sure. Good? Yeah. Did we fight good? (laughs) Okay. You fight good. All right. And last but not least, app-based slash mobile transfer. Yes. So like we said, this is electronic transfer, but it is, it's, it's a pretty distinct subgenre. Right. So it is its own answer choice. Mm-hmm. So these are apps such as Venmo, Zelle, Apple Pay, PayPal, Square Cash, Google Pay. Cash app. <laughs> There's quite a few. Yep. Mm-hmm. Facebook money market, whatever it is. There's, there were like, when I was researching this, there were like a bunch of that I like had never heard of, like Duola. I was like, what the heck is that? Hmm. So like... Yeah, but apparently that one's pretty popular or like it's like it's really highly recommended on a lot of like trusted financial advice um, sources. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I follow um, I have like I follow a couple sex workers on Tumblr. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't tell Tumblr that they're still there. Mm -hmm. And there was apparently an app, you know, a service like this, a mobile service, but they have stopped offering service to people in the U.S., Rude. So I don't know what the U.S. did, but something interesting went down. Yeah. I wish I remembered why they stopped offering the service, then it would have actually been interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. The bottom line is basically that they are available on mobile. You know, some of them also have desktop versions, but mostly, like, we're looking at the ones that are app-based. So Mm -hmm. available on mobile, highly convenient, 
which is really nice. Like you can access, you know, like the, all these ad, ads that they'll run to, to to like advertise things like Zelle or Venmo or PayPal. So they'll just say, you know, with a couple quick taps or it's like the you have payment at your fingertips and all of that stuff. So that's why <sighs> I feel like that's a double edged sword. Right. Right. So, Lindsay, you you and I both use these. I know because we have a lot of Venmo transactions that are in, in our backlog. Yes. I of the kind of main ones, I use Venmo and I use PayPal. Mm-hmm. Same. And I believe, as far as fees go, these are pretty nominal. The services pay for themselves by charging, like, a cent on the dollar or less, I think. Yep, pretty much. So not too bad. Mm-hmm. Not too bad at all. Yep. I figure the main thing is, of course, you do need to link up these apps, these third-party apps, to your actual real bank account. Mm-hmm. So that that can feel a little a little risky. Yeah. Although, again, it's one of those things where it's like you actually like a lot of these apps the way that you link it up is you use your debit card to transfer money back and forth right so like it's more like it's more like you're using your debit card as a way so like you can like it doesn't have direct access to your bank account which is nice that is true and in a way these these kinds of apps kind of act as like secondary debit cards in that you can just keep the cash in the app that's right yes and you can only pay once you put your cash in the app. And I mean, you're right. You know, it is a discrete transaction to get the money from your debit account into the app. And, you know, it has to go through all the normal checks mm-hmm. uh, when you make a debit transaction. That's true. And you do that once and then you use that money up and then you have to do it again. Yep. You know, you have to charge it up basically like a money card. Right. So in terms of security, I think there's also... um Again, like you said, it's a dis- the transactions are very discreet, right? So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, I c- you can transfer money to people without even knowing their legal names. You don't need routing numbers, right? A lot of times you need, like, some sort of secondary identifier. So, like, with Venmo, then it's, like, usernames, right? Or a, a lot of apps these days use QR codes so that it's, like, you don't accidentally find the wrong profile, right? Yeah. They use QR codes. Um, with, like, Zelle or Apple Pay, you can use, like, phone numbers, PayPal, a lot of times you can transfer using email addresses or short links, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just like short codes, QR codes, that kind of stuff. So like it's a secondary identifier, so there's no personal information exchanged. Um, right. Yeah, which I think is interesting and and has, again, kind of benefits and non-benefits in that I if I want to transfer money to somebody over the internet, right? I can transfer them real money with them without them receiving any of my personal information. Right. Like say like for like a fundraiser or a GoFundMe or well that's different. But like for why a Patreon. Yeah. Or or, you know, like just kind of to people that I support or like sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I need XYZ, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, I can chip in a couple dollars. And that's really, really easy to do to again complete strangers over the internet, you know. To, to do my kind of daily dose of charity or giving money to a good cause or whatever you, or what have you. Right. Right. And speaking of a couple dollars, it is, you know, I don't think Venmo will allow you to pay enough for like a down payment on a house yeah. through Venmo. Most of these apps have daily maximums, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a, a lot of them, they'll cap at like $500, maybe less, depending on the app. Right. But yeah, they have daily maximums and that you can only transfer a certain amount of money a day. Right. So smaller. That's the thing about like these options as we've discussed them is they're, they're all fine for different contexts, you know? Mm-hmm. They, all, they all have the areas in which they shine, mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
So how often do you use these? Because you did say you use um, money transfers, bank transfers, I mean, mm-hmm. quite often. Yes. So I, a lot of times I'm using bank transfers. I, I use them when possible with people that I know and trust and people that, you know, and again, pe- normally people who with whom it's convenient. So people who bank at the same bank that I do. Right. Right. That's much easier. But uh, and then everything else, then it's more likely to be Venmo. Is, mm-hmm. is I'll use Venmo or I'll use PayPal to transfer money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Yep. I mostly use Venmo or cash mm-hmm. for that kind of smaller stuff. Right. And then bigger stuff, yeah, usually bank transfer or mm-hmm. cashier's check, obviously, for the rent kind of stuff. Right. So, like, let me ask you, because um, I know that, of course, this is a hotly debated topic, but but um, so Venmo, you know how Venmo is weird, right? Because it has a thing where you have to put the purpose of your transaction, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how do you, what's your normal go-to for, 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 for that? Uh, when I first got Venmo, I was like, lol, I'm going to put something totally random. Mm-hmm. So like a, a, like a friend would buy pizza for a group. So I would pay him my share and be like, deep tissue massage, wink. Uh-huh. You know, but then I would look back at it later. I'm like, what did I pay him for? <laughs> yeah, right. So then I tried to use emoji to describe exactly what I was being, what I was paying for. Mm-hmm. And I ran into the same problem. So now in my old, like my, my cynicism in my old age, I just actually write what it's for. <laughs> yeah. I'm still at stage number two, which is that normally I'll pick up emojis or I'll try and do it in single word responses just because I do have that kind of... Um, you know, we, you and I were kind of in that generation of like early internet users where our parents were just like, don't give out any information, blah, 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 you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Stranger danger, so on and so forth. Well, yeah, that is true. I guess I do lean definitely towards the, uh, laconic, you know, I'm not like you bought pizza for me yesterday and I just remembered. So I, you know, it's very much like pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Groceries. Yep. Gas money. You know, like it's, it's like a noun basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. The thing that you paid for that I am now paying you back for, that noun, that's right. what I write. Right. So we talked about um, kind of uh, mostly covered security mostly uh, and mostly kind of covered like the, the benefits and drawbacks of these particular apps. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel like there's any more like important benefits or drawbacks that we forgot to mention? I mean, I guess to an extent you can talk about how quick each of these actually succeeds at paying the person back. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in a way, it's so variable. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Venmo's instantaneous. Right. Some of the stuff that goes through, um, like online, is more instantaneous mm-hmm. than stuff that goes to the bank. Might take a business day. Yeah. A check depends on how quick they check it. You know, or cash it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like none of them are slow, and some of them are just faster. That's true. Yeah. I feel like that's the main thing. Yeah. And just speaking for yourself, how 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 important is each one of those things like speak so let's kind of wrap it up a little bit and kind of get back Mm -hmm. to just talking about in general but like like for you how important is access how important is speed how important is security what do you think uh i think access has to be number one Mm -hmm. same especially in the context of paying people back Mm -hmm. for something that they did for you yeah you know if it was just like if it was paying for a car then it's okay if it's a little Uh, Like you have to jump through a couple hoops because it's not like you're doing that every day. Right. But when it's like paying someone back, of course, you want to be able to do that quickly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or, you know, you want to set it in motion quickly. Mm -hmm. Like I said, as far as the actual payout, it doesn't take that long. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm not worried about that as a criteria for any of them because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like any of them is like two months. Yeah. (laughs) They're all within a few business days. Unless you're like me and cannot be bothered to remember to cash your checks. Don't be, moral of the story is don't be like me. Well, but that's, that's a failure on your end, you know, not on the paybacker's end. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Don't be like me. That is true. Uh Uh-huh. And I feel like obviously security is, you know, pretty important. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think, again, none of these are insecure. It's all, you. it's mostly user error. That's true. You know? Like, yeah, falling for a scam or, you know, kind of with with the app-based transfers and a lot of times because you have to have like, and normally you need an account with the third-party transfer app, but you can link it to whatever bank account or whatever payment methods you like you want, right? Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, and so it means that, I mean, low-level identity theft can't happen, but mostly it's just like somebody hacking your passport and getting into your secondary account, your PayPal or whatever, and sending money as opposed to getting into your actual bank account because one of those is a lot more damaging than the other. Yes, definitely. Right. So that's that's nice. And how about you? Where do you fall on these criteria? Um, for me, I definitely value, I mean, again, I'm with you where it's like access is really important, where it's just like, I mean, I need to be able to get my money to the other person, right? Yeah. Um, so with that way, then I lean more towards either cash or Venmo, right? Yeah. Um, and then for me, I think these days for the kind of transactions that we're talking about, mostly speed is important. Yeah. Um, so I like to do, I mean, Venmo or PayPal or whatever, like those are like, they're really satisfying, right? Because it's like, it's just, it's, it's a couple taps and you're done. Yes. Right. And I do like that idea that like the apps, a lot of the apps that they are, again, I mean, they're not like the most secure of these methods that we've talked about. Obviously, there's a lot of other methods that are more secure in terms of like, um, it's harder to get the money stolen and, t- and and that kind of stuff. But like these apps, mm-hmm. I like that they're kind of like this like barrier or like a like a gate, you know, between the money transfer world and the and your actual bank account and that you kind of you transfer it into this sort of liminal space and then you can kind of do whatever you want with it. Yes. So I like it a lot when I'm just kind of ha- when I have like a nice PayPal or Venmo balance and then I can just use that money as opposed to dipping into my actual bank account. Yes, I know what you mean, because it's basically the equivalent of um, keeping tabs in your checkbook in the back of your checkbook. Yeah. For budgeting purposes. Mm-hmm. Venmo is like the second you transfer it out of your debit account, you've budgeted that money as you not you know, you don't have it anymore. Yep. So now you feel like, oh, now I just have this 20 bucks to play around with. Yeah. Power. Mm-hmm. It's what power, true power feels like. It's true. All right. And as we've been uh, discussing here generally, I feel us creeping closer to a verdict. So what is your verdict on this question, Sophie? Um, I think I would have to go with option D, mobile transfer, as what's the uh-huh. best way to pay somebody because it's... um. It is fast. It's easy. You know, you can, it's mostly accessible to people within our age group, right? Mm -hmm. Older people, different story. But like, I'm not, for for the most part, I'm not going out for like dinner or like for drinks with somebody who's significantly older than me, who doesn't have, who's too old for Venmo. Bye. Um, So there's that. And also, also, I like the fact that it's unlike cash, it's record keeping. Right. It's got like a a record, even if it is just an emoji. But yeah, at least yeah, at least you still know. Yeah, it's got a record of like the exact amounts that you paid people. Um, 
I just think that's nice. And, and, you know, because for me, I'm terrible at keeping records. So it's just good to kind of have a record of where my money went, you know, mm-hmm. when it's like the day before rent is due and I'm just kind of scrounging in the bottom of my non-existent coin purse looking for right. Right. So that's me. Option mm-hmm. D. What about you? I had a tie and mm-hmm. then I thought, you know what? I'll just, I'll just pick one and I'm going to pick a cash. Mm. I feel like, you know, nobody turns down cash, but some people don't have Venmo, Mm -hmm. not just older people, like you mentioned, but like when I was abroad last year, I just had to pay people back in cash because different countries have different methods. That's true. That's so true. You know, PayPal does work internationally with some fees, but, you know, some people didn't have PayPal. Most people didn't have Venmo. So that's true. It was cash. That's true. It's the whole it's the messaging app dilemma all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to me, it's like nobody turns down cash, Mm -hmm. period. Yes. Like it is not objectionable in any way. That's true. There is no barrier. That's true. The only issue is, as you said, like the record keeping of it. Mm -hmm. But for the kind of stuff that I'm paying people back for, Mm -hmm. you know, I was confident enough. And the other thing is. If you're doing a if you're doing a group payment for the ease of it, mm-hmm. then you can pay people back right then in cash and not have it, you know, not have any um ambiguity. That's very true. Which is what we tended to do. Yes. Because uh, abroad in Korea, you don't. It's like you can split the bill, but um that requires a certain level of Korean. So instead, we would just pay in a group and then just pay back right then in cash. Yes, that is very true. Again, it's kind of one of the, the that's. It's one of those things where, like, yeah, everything is more expedient. Just one transaction is a lot of times a lot better. Yeah, just universal. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, and, and if you're too young to have a bank account, you know, you have pocket money. Your yes. Your whole world is in cash. It, I think it's just a universal way to pay people mm-hmm. cash. Yep. Yeah, so that's my verdict. All right. Cool. Shall we move on to the meme of the week? Sure. Okay, so what is the meme of the week this week, Sophie? So this week's... Meme is an oldie but a goodie, so we're gonna do D and D alignments, right? Right, because we have so many choices and yes. so many, you know, like we've got some lawful, we've got some chaotic, all up in there. So let's uh-huh. go for it. Ah, D and D is always good. It's good. It's it's you know it's it's a it's the type of personality categorization that really can be applied to anything, which really is what we're looking for. True. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, like, shall we just go through each one of the, like, kind of choices and mini choices in sequence? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. So what do you think about cash? Uh, I feel like cash has got to be some kind of, uh, it's, 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 it's not. It's chaotic to me. Yeah, I was going to say it's chaotic. Like, it's, it's not neutral. Um, and I was. Gonna, Agreed. Yeah. So let's do, let's say it's, let's say it's chaotic. What do you think? What kind of chaotic? I feel like it's chaotic, neutral. Mm-hmm. It can be used for good or evil. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Because there's no record. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's untraceable. Exactly. Cool. Easy. <laughs> what about checks? Personal checks. Yes, personal checks. Mm-hmm. What about those? Lawful. Yes. You know, they're very record keepy. Mm-hmm. I would say lawful, evil. <laughs> <laughs> Pray, make your case. Look, what can I say? I don't know. Something about a check, especially because they can bounce, you know? Yeah. There's an there's an amount of trust. There's an amount of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. They're treacherous. They're tricksy. That's true. What, what do you think? No, I agree with you. Okay. 
Yeah. What do you think about money orders slash cashier's checks? Well, um, if checks are lawful, then money orders and cashier's checks are even more lawful. True. Um, they, however, do not bounce. Um, and they're, like, pretty secure. I mean, if it wasn't for the fees, then I think I would use them a lot more. Like, especially for, like, mid-level payments, like, in the realm of between, like, 50 and, like, 200 bucks, maybe. Yeah. You know? But, like, if it wasn't for the fees, then I would use them a lot more for that just because it's so secure. It's so easy. Like, it, it would be super easy to send them in the mail, right? Yeah. Um. So, but they, unfortunately, the fees are kind of a big, like, stopper, a big, what's the word? Uh, detraction. Yeah, they are. Or big, no, detractor. Yeah, they're a big detractor. So, lawful, I don't know. Do you, do, like, do they feel evil to you? Maybe, like, neutral. Okay, lawful, neutral. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So then into electronic transfers. Wires. Wires. What do you think? I don't know. Like, I don't know. True neutral? Yeah. I'm into that. They're just, they're bank to bank. That's that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happens when it gets to the bank is up to you. It's just like, they're kind of a wild card in that, like, I mean, I've, like, you and I have each done a wire, like, once in our life. Right. So they're kind of this mysterious eldritch force that theoretically will transfer your money, but also just, you know. Yeah, I don't know the methods via which it does this magic, but I trust that it will. The black arts of money transfer. Right. Okay. So then a bank transfer. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more transparent. Like, you see where the money goes, and, like, a lot of times, if, again, if you're dealing with people that you know, then they get the money, and you see that they get the money, so it's, like, it's nice in that way. Mm-hmm. So, I would say it's something good. Lawful good? Yeah, lawful good. Makes sense. Okay. Okay, so then apps. Let's just do all this all as one thing. Okay. What would you say, you know, app-based transfers are? I think they're chaotic. Agreed. But what are they? Chaotic, um, good. You think so? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people uh, use PayPal to pay for pe- other people's medical surgeries, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is ultimate chaotic good. Exactly. And, like, people use it for personal businesses and to run passion projects. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cute. Yeah. It's 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 uh, outside the bounds of the law. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, so. But, yeah, so chaotic and yeah. chaotic good. Yeah. With uh, Venmo and its weird social networking tr- – it's weird trying to be social networking – as, I don't know, also chaotic good, but more so. Yeah, extra chaotic. <laughs> chaotic plus. Chaotic plus. There you go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Alrighty. I think that does it for today. Yeah. So now that we uh, delivered our verdicts, as well as our meme of the week uh, decisions. Yes. Please go to uh, Twitter, our Twitter at Pixie Podcast, where we're going to have a poll up mm-hmm. where you can decide what you think the verdict should be for this question. And even for the meme of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear you people's opinions. So please don't just mm-hmm. dis- don't disappoint us. Right. We will be watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ominous. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> we're like that. Yeah. And uh, if you want to if you want to read our show notes and see kind of relevant posts related to this week's episode, you can check out our Tumblr, which is also pixiepodcast.tumblr.com. Yes. And last but not least, mm-hmm. we are on Patreon. Wouldn't you know it? How relevant to this week's episode. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead and slide into our whatever the Patreon equivalent of DMs is and, you know, slide slide us your like five bucks or something. 
Yeah. Do it. Slide slide a single across the desk to us. That'd be good. Yeah, do it. We are also Pixie Podcast on Patreon. Easy to find. Uh, yeah, you can not only support us at Patreon, but you can get access to bonus content, mm-hmm. you know, such as what, Sophie? Um, bloopers. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, okay. Such as bloopers, um, bonus episodes, um, the chance to choose episode topics, you know, which will probably also be settled democratically through multiple choice. Um, We're nothing if not predictable. You know, we're creatures of, I, I like to think of it as, as creatures of habit, you know. Look, I have a Taurus moon, so. Exactly. So, yeah. And even if all you have to slide to us is a single, that will still unlock the gates of bonus content. So please give it, like, please check out our Patreon. This episode was written by us, Lindsay Jones and Sophie Lee. True. <laughs> Audio production is by... The wonderful and talented Elisha Bonnet. Yes. And the music, our lovely intro and outro music, are by the wonderful and talented David Hillowitz. Be sure to check him out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.